definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 32. It's autumn and we've got another spooky special. (laughs) That didn't sound spooky enough. Thank you. (laughs) Get on board. (laughs) We are currently all gathered in the kitchen in front of the Argo. No, sorry. The moment's passed. I thought we could keep it going. In front of the Argo and the clock that squeaks. (laughs) (laughs) We have grown up in this house all our lives. This is our childhood home. Speak for yourself. Harry and I. I'm gesturing towards Harry and you were not there. That would have been weird. Gesturing towards Harry. Yes, I appreciate that, I'm sure. Um, and we always heard this sort of high-pitched screeching sound, but it's very, very <laughs> quiet. You were all like, that's fine. Nothing weird about that. Yeah. So we never worked out what it was. We always just thought it was the Aga until... So I had some um, friends from Bristol come down and stay for the weekend. And obviously the Aga is kind of the focal point of the kitchen. It's nice and warm. So you kind of naturally stand here and talk like we are right now. But maybe just like staring at the clock really strangely and just the conversation sort of tailed off and he was just staring. And then he um, sort of looked and said, you know, every 20 seconds, can you guys hear that squeaky noise that's from the clock and mum and i were like wait what it's from the clock and um never put together that um the clock was what was causing it and what it is is that the second hand every uh 20 seconds there's a screw in the clock where the second hand drags over it and that is what is the cause of the squeak it's a pretty old clock. It's made out of Bakelite, so it's you know, pretty plastic. It's a pretty old clock. The clock's been in this house since before mum and dad lived here. Our uncle, who's 10 years old, lived here before, and his kids remember the clock. And recently, you got it fixed, and it stopped making the noise, and you guys were devastated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the noise well, back in. <laughs> um, then we were just in the kitchen, and David said, did you just make that squeaking sound? And I was like, no, what do you mean? And then we all ran to the clock and waited. <laughs> 
wanted for it to get to the sort of 20 past is the squeakiest one. And then when it started squeaking, we all did a dance. Way. Way. What a great, great story. Hey. I mean, living in the countryside, pretty exciting, actually. I, Non-stop action ride. I just can't believe we lived our entire life with this clock that every 20 seconds it goes... <laughs> and we never well, knew. Just, it is just background noise, isn't it? You know, you know, as you get older, you don't hear the sounds as much. So it is literally a metal hand scraping over a metal metal screw. Metal <laughs> screw. So yeah, imagine what that sounds like. Your friends couldn't believe we'd lived with this noise. Like they found it quite annoying. They were It'd like, "How have you not realised?" Stand it. <laughs> it's a madhouse in here. Okay, so maybe the story about the squeaking clock wasn't super scary, but how about this one? Mutant squash! I'm currently in the garden. I've just walked across the veg garden to get to my little butternut squash area. And if you guys will remember from sort of the beginning of the podcast where I was talking about things I was going to do in my garden, I actually gathered a load of butternut squash seeds from a butternut squash that I bought in the supermarket. Now, when these grew, some of them grew really tall and grew over the wall and were sort of sprawling. And some of them were very sort of stocky, short plants with huge leaves with sort of hollow stems and like pointy, sort of pointy stems. And they turned into these, they're patty pan squash, but David calls them bone squash because they do look very kind of spooky and bony. Um, They've got very thick skins. They're very... (laughs) Did I hear someone say bone squash? (laughs) What you doing? (laughs) I was not expecting you to feature. Hello. Hi. I was just telling the listeners about my freakish mutant squash. Pretty spooky. Almost as spooky as the ghost clock. But we'll see. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a poll or something. I was just about to explain why my butternut squash have mutated into these bone squash. And also I've got a little dragonfly and also i've got a little um green pumpkin as well that's grown so there's been all kinds of weird things that have grown from seeds that i know were from a butternut squash so i asked the good people of tiktok why this is happening and i had some horticulturalists actually get back to me saying that this is quite normal within the squash family or should i say the cucurbita pipo family You shouldn't. No, you should just say the squash family. No, they're the cucurbita pipo family, which involves pumpkins, squashes and courgettes. Now, they're all a frisky bunch and they will cross-pollinate with each other. So right now I'm looking at my courgettes to the left and my pumpkin sort of squash plants to the right. And next year, who knows what I'm going to get. So basically, we have to go back to last year when the butternut squash that I bought from the supermarket was just a little seed inside something else, another butternut squash, presumably. They would have been next to or in proximity to sort of decorative gourds or squashes, i.e. the patty pan bone squash. And that is how I now have bone squash out of seeds that I thought for sure would be butternut squash. So next year... The bumblebee that has gone from the courgette to the squash plant and cross-pollinated, I might get some even funkier seeds going on. Isn't that spooky? Bone squash. They do look like bone. Like, it really does look like this epic bone squash. And trying to cut through it, you had to help me with a knife, try and cut through it in the kitchen. It was so epic. Basically, as soon as you've managed to cut through it, it sort of cracks open, sort of like bones. It looks like if vegetables had skeletons in them. (laughs) The skeleton of a vegetable. 
it tastes like a cross between a courgette and a pumpkin is all I can say. It's very light in flavor, very light in sweetness. It's not the kind of hefty, you know, winter butternut squash taste. But I think it's very cool. And they also told me we need to be careful for... Werewolves. (laughs) Toxic squash syndrome. What? (laughs) You need to watch out for toxic squash syndrome. I do not. I don't think it'll affect me in any way. (laughs) Which I did look up and is a thing if you like cross-pollinate too much or if something grows for too long it becomes very sour in taste and basically if you eat it it'll make you very ill and all your hair will fall out. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> David is losing his hair for anybody who hasn't seen him because you don't have, really have any pictures online. So, But yeah, so basically if it tastes uh, sour, do not eat it because that is toxic squash syndrome. So that's easily avoided because why would you want to eat something anyway if it didn't taste good? But yeah, next year I'm planning for Halloween. I'm just going to make this entire section all pumpkins and decorative gourds and squashes. And I'm just going to let them all interbreed. And I'm just going to see what kind of magic happens. Shut up, bird. The crows are coming. Yeah, pretty cool, don't you think? Very cool. Very spooky. (laughs) Get out the way, kids. What is this flash flooding that's been going on? Is it bring your own whatever those things are? Children. No. <laughs> no. Um, my mind. What are they called? Bird. Wheelbarrow. Cute. Here we are. What do you think we'll gain from this pumpkin patch? What pumpkin patch? The one we just arrived to. This is a pumpkin patch right now. What? <laughs> So, if you remember from our On the Road Music Festival episode, Andy was telling us all about Dave Hartnell's farm, which is where the On the Road Music Festival was held, and this is Dave Hartnell's farm as well. He invited us down to the pumpkin patch when we met him back along. Why wouldn't I remember that? It wasn't that long ago. I'm talking to the listeners, David, not to you. I just think it would be so nice to create a sort of family-friendly space on the farm where people could come. You know, you could do face painting, you could do pumpkin lattes, you know, carving pumpkins. I don't know, I just think it would be really fun. And I feel like it's definitely something that Dad would have loved to have done. And I feel like I very much love following in his footsteps and doing anything like that. But first, I need to go reconnaissance this pumpkin patch. I thought we were just here to have a nice day out. I didn't realise it was all part of your sinister plans for farm domination. <laughs> it's actually a huge field, isn't it? It's a, it's a whole massive field. Should we walk through here and see the spider? It's a bit windy. Hopefully it doesn't sound awful. <sighs> Please do not touch the spider. Oh, it's a hay bale that they've attached tubes out of. That's so cute. I love all this stuff, all this silly, silly stuff. I don't think I've ever been to a pumpkin patch before. I've never been to a pumpkin patch either. Do you think it's something, it wasn't really around when we were kids? Is it something kind of new? Maybe. It seems like the perfect day out for children. You've got the kids running around picking up the pumpkins to take home and then they get to carve them. You've got all sorts of cute little photo opportunities with spiders and ghosts and ghouls and skeletons. And the scariest thing of all, some giant letters that spell out pumpkin. So far I've only seen the traditional... Oh no, over there there's... Ooh, let's go over there. So, so far I was going to say I've only seen the traditional orange pumpkin, but I can see a giant white pumpkin over there. So I'm going for further to investigate 
Oh my goodness, it's massive. I reckon nobody would have been able to pick this up to even put into a wheelbarrow. <gasps> it's burst open. Oh no, do you think somebody dropped it? Oh man, that would have been such an epic, awesome, huge pumpkin. They kind of stood along on their own, like the pumpkin plants have died and it's just pumpkins scattered everywhere. It's very strange. It's very cool. Very ghoul. No. <laughs> So we've just had a walk around the field. I'm not seeing any different coloured pumpkins, but I have a feeling we left it a bit late and people have come in over the weekend and bought all the sort of gourds and the really warty, fun-looking pumpkins. So what do they do when they're not doing pumpkins? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is... Um, Dave Hartnell is really well known for his asparagus. So maybe this is an asparagus field afterwards. You would just plough the pumpkins back into the soil and then plant something else in the off-season. Um, the only thing with us... Um, I was talking about with mum is things like winter barley and that's exactly when pumpkins need to be grown so we would literally need to stop doing the crop that we're doing in order to do the pumpkins but maybe there's enough room in this one horse town for two pumpkin patches are we going to carve some pumpkins tonight yeah okay we like being back at work again oh yeah they made you do that in the supermarket yep every year I got a text from my old boss the other day saying David where are you we need you to carve the pumpkins <laughs> I reckon we could pick up a pumpkin here and pick up a pumpkin. Don't make me say it again. I reckon we could pick up some veg here. <laughs> I'll check it out. Um, and yeah, carve it and then have it on the road with a candle inside to show the spooky faces. Sounds good to me. All right. Whoa! Spooky segue. <laughs> So we are back at home after going to the pumpkin patch. We found the most beautiful wonky pumpkin boy who was already going a little bit moldy, but he's giant and orange and he's got yellow stripes. And David, being such a pumpkin carving pro, is going to carve some pumpkins, aren't you? I wouldn't say that I'm a pumpkin carving pro. You literally did it for a job. No, I didn't. <laughs> They got you to do it at work, meaning you were paid to do it. So you're a pumpkin pro. <laughs> That's so misleading. I worked in a shop and every Halloween they made me do the pumpkins. That's not. You did pumpkin carving for a job. You did it for eight years, David. Don't you remember? <laughs> you're the pumpkin carving king. I mean, you are. I mean, I'm not. My pumpkins look so basic, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's just being humble, guys. Stop, stop it. <laughs> Okay. What kind of pumpkin traditions did you have growing up? Did you always get a pumpkin and carve a pumpkin for Halloween? Yeah, what other pumpkin traditions are there? I feel like you're being very sarcastic right now. <laughs> I'm trying to segue into some cute, nostalgic moments, and you're just on attack mode, fragile attack mode after me saying you're a great carver. No, I'm not. I feel like I already touched upon we didn't do much for Halloween growing up, but the one thing that my dad would always do would get and carve pumpkins for us to put in the window. So yeah, that's like the one Halloween tradition that we always did. So yeah, I just wondered, you obviously did trick-or-treating and stuff like that. Yeah, we carved pumpkins. Bit of fun. Yeah. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. This is when we cut ourselves. There's a big thing this year against sort of pumpkin waste and things you can do with the pumpkins because obviously it's so much pumpkin that goes to waste that you could be making soups out of. I've already decided this pumpkin is going to go for the chickens. So I'll be saving money on chicken treats by giving them this pumpkin to eat. I gave them some butternut squash last night and they absolutely loved it. Oh, you have chickens? Yes. No, and I make sure they're featured in every episode because I love my chooks. It's a really chunky pumpkin, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you're ever going to see the candle from inside. At least you're not carving a turnip. That's true. 
the pumpkin has a really cool natural, really cool, has a really cool natural scar um, going down the side of his face. So David's given him one smaller eye on the left. I don't think we had pumpkin patches as kids. I don't think they were a thing, but it looked like so much fun for all the family. Like, I definitely want to do one at the farm. I think we could absolutely knock it out of the park with loads of spooky things. I loved the giant spider hay bale that he had with um, tubes coming out and all the little ghosties. I feel like it would be so cool. We could do little food trucks, have, um, I mean, maybe it's too early for mulled wine and hot toddies, but have like pumpkin spice things, little cakes and treats. I'm guessing you're not going to do anything quite as big as that farm though, right? No, it was huge. I mean, it was an absolutely massive field. I was thinking of something smaller scale. I just think it's such an easy day out for the family. You don't have to spend any money in order to get in. I think the idea of having the wheelbarrow was genius as a ploy, basically, because the children are going to want to absolutely fill that to the highest brim. (laughs) And then you charge by the weight. So this one charged 50 pence per kilo of pumpkins. Uh, My friend's pumpkin patch, I think they charged 80 pence. So yeah, I guess it's up to you what kind of pumpkins you've got, what kind of decorative gourds and things. But essentially, I mean, what minimal effort you just sort of scatter the seeds around, keep it fairly well weeded in terms of you don't want any stinging nettles or anything that's going to be bad for kids. But the fat hen and stuff that was there didn't seem to be a problem. Um, And I think what he'd done is he'd gone around and he'd, he'd chopped the pumpkin off of the vine so the vine had died back and then the pumpkins were just sat there chilling waiting for people to come and pick them on their holidays it's looking really good david's just doing the scary mouth right now spiky scary mouth and we've hollowed out the pumpkin completely um it was very juicy inside wasn't it yeah what is the pumpkin i've ever seen <laughs> yeah i feel like i've never actually got a pumpkin from a real pumpkin patch it's always been from the supermarket or something and god knows where they were grown and where like how long they've been in storage for or whatever <laughs> I think more than anything, I would love to do a pumpkin patch because I feel like dad would have absolutely have loved to do a pumpkin patch. He loved entertaining kids, like locals or caravanners staying on the farm or anything with kids. He would put hay bales on the back of a trailer and just drive them around the farm and kind of show them around the farm. He really wanted to instill that love of the countryside in the younger generation. And I feel like what better way of doing that than a pumpkin patch where they come onto the farm and they see sort of how things, you know, look and be in nature and picking pumpkins and stuff. I don't know. I feel like those kind of nostalgic memories are really important. How's it going, Pumpkin King? Uh, It's done. It looks amazing. It looks so good. And because it's a bit wonky and a bit lopsided, we can actually sit it on its... End. I don't know how would you say it, sit it on its point. So it looks amazing. So it's like this wonky, spooky pumpkin with this big spiky mouth and a sort of winky face, although he's got a scar. So it's sort of, his, he's got a scarry eye. Is that an accurate representation of our pumpkin king? Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I put a lot of myself into my creations. <laughs> And if you want to see what our spooky creation looks like, you can hop on over to social media where I'll be putting up some pictures um, on the Twitter and the Instagram, maybe the TikTok. And also the bat stuff from last week's Halloween episode and the spooky house. So yeah, check out our social meds for all the Halloween content and say hello. It's always nice to hear from you guys. So this is obviously coming out on Monday after Halloween, but we will be spending the Halloween weekend watching lots of scary movies 
and eating spooky things. I don't think <laughs> we'll be. <laughs> okay, maybe not eating spooky things, but we'll be eating sort of pumpkin y things and autumnal things with our little pumpkin king in the window, uh, sparkling with a candle inside. I think king is a bit too grand for this guy. I don't think he's royalty. He's a <laughs> he's a down to earth pumpkin guy. He's a pumpkin of the people. Right, okay. The pumpkin people. That's awesome. You killed it. Did an amazing job. I love how he looks and he's all sort of like tiger stripes and he's got this kind of moldy stalk and yeah, he's just perfect. He's got a face only his parents could love. And we do. <laughs> we love you, pumpkin. It's <laughs> a weird ending. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone! Okay, that's enough of that. Spooky season is officially over. Next up, Christmas! In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John, Day of the Dead! Artwork is by Evil Eric Chow! And this episode was edited by my husband, Devil Knight! Thank you guys as always and thank you for listening. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week we'll be talking about pumpkins. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. Back to Earth is a Definitely Human production. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.